guys, welcome back to Just Issues with me, your host Jess, where we talk about issues every week. And this week's issue is about living abroad, like outside the country. So I'm here with my special guest. Please introduce yourself. Hi. Um, my name's Rachel Nguyen. I am a very, very good friend of Jessica. I've known her since, well, I feel like since we were born. Yeah, it's more than 10 years. More than we Yeah. We've been friends since the start of school, since we started to enter school. Practically taught. Yeah. Yeah. And Rachel, tell them about your podcast. So I also have a podcast, so I'm not pretty new to this whole um, realm of talking to a microphone. I have a food podcast along with one of my friends here at school. It's called Food Coma Podcast, and we basically eat food and talk about it. Yeah, so Rachel actually lives in Seattle, and that's in the U.S. for people who doesn't know, and it's really near Canada, so... Yeah, it's, like, really cold there, if I'm not mistaken. It is. It is. It's freezing there. So, Rachel is going to talk to you guys about, like, what's the biggest change of living in Indonesia and living in the U.S. Because some of us might be curious. That's why I collected some questions. And we're going to answer it at the end. So, the first question for Rachel is, what do you think is, like, the biggest difference between Indo and um, Seattle. Um, so I'm being completely honest with you. When, you know, you told me that you wanted to do this feature, most, I feel like I already knew most of the questions that you were going to ask me because they were all questions that I asked myself, you know, like when I moved here. So, um, I feel like, it has been really hard for me to determine what the real difference is because there are so many other variables that play into it. Um, I mean, there's the obvious answers with the fact that Indonesia and Seattle, or America at least, is in two different pinpoints of the world. So I feel like the most different thing for me at first was it's just a new place that I haven't been to. It is a place that I have thought about my entire life. It's a place that I knew I was going to go to. Like, I mean, just, you know, that my family has been wanting to move here since I don't know how old I was. But um, in terms of like more figurative differences in terms of people I mean there's definitely a different culture here but there really isn't much that differs I feel like yeah probably the time zone is the the most hardest for you yeah Mm -hmm. did you adjust to sleeping there like how long did it take for you for adjusting the time zone in Seattle because it's like 14 hours apart you know Um, It was pretty easy. I mean, at this point, I'm already used to it because I've lived here for already about like three years. But it's still 
in terms of like time zone, I still go to sleep at the same time, still wake up at the same time. It's just that if I do want to talk to my friends like this, you know, I have to either wake up early or I have to stay late at night. Yeah, it's it's hard to keep connecting with us, you know, especially people in Indo definitely miss you, especially Mm -hmm. because they separated first from you. And Rachel is actually my best friend because all of our classmates were boys and we were the only girls that made us really close together for people who didn't know. We were in a really small school and all of our classmates were boys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's why that's how we got really close because we were the only girls in our classroom. And yeah, so what do you like what do you think was the longest thing for you to adjust there? Like what was the hardest thing for you to accept there that is not here in Indo? That I'm not living in a frozen time. You're probably very confused as to what that means. <laughs> I kinda get it, but Let's just explain it for the people who are hearing this. Um, let's be completely honest. I had an amazing life. It sounds like I'm dead. I'm not dead. Um, when I was in Indo, you know, I ha- we had a lot of things. You know, we had friends. We have family. We have a rich culture. We have, you know, all these amazing things. And when I moved here, it was like... I'm in denial of that I'm here, like in Seattle. I was just, it felt, at least for the first year that I was here, I left from Indo and then I came here and then I went to school and it was in eighth grade. So during that eighth grade year, I felt like I was frozen in time and as I go to school, as I wake up, as I like talk to people, I feel like, oh, well, none of this would matter because during the summer, I would go home. You know, I never referenced Indonesia as like, oh, I'm going to Indonesia. Oh, I'm going to Surabaya or, oh, I'm going to go to Jakarta. It was more of, I was going home and I was only here for like, I was like in college, like I'm just here to study and then I go home. Yeah, I could relate because, you know, I moved from Surabaya to here and it was really hard because I was younger when I moved and I was really, like, as for me, I did move at second grade, as you remembered, right? And Mm -hmm. it was really hard for me to adjust because I was directly moved into a big institution. So my school was really huge. So one grade of like 300 students. And it was hard for me to adjust because we were from a really small school, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just realized how cruel the world could be once I reached here because I was bullied a lot because of my Surabayan accent. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a must for me to at least visit Surabaya once in a while because I feel like it's home there. It's like where I grew up and memories still lie there for me. And I completely agree with you. The first time you move here, like you move to a certain place, you just don't know how you completely feel about it because you're like, oh, I'm just here to visit and I'm going to go back to home because home is yeah. a good place for you and it's yeah. also for me. And I know how hard it is to adjust because I did, I did it. And, you know, it's hard to living in a capital city. First, the traffic and 
all the rude comments and people not agreeing with you because you come from a smaller and quieter city. I would mm-hmm. say Surabaya is smaller than Jakarta. Yeah. And the I feel like, well, in a way, I understand. I mean, I've always been like, a very headstrong person I've t- I like I have tough skin and it was very weird because like I felt the way that you felt like I felt very scared to let people know who I am and where I've been and all that I've done you know and it was as like okay I don't know if you felt this because you didn't stay as long as I did but I felt like growing up in Surabaya everybody knew who I was, everybody know what's happening in my life, like, I don't have to tell people that, oh, I'm, like, I wrote a song, like, everybody already knew me, you know, and I had to introduce myself to a whole new people, and in a way, I had to introduce myself to a whole new me. Yeah, I definitely understand, you know, because in Surabaya, you know what, if you end up in the hospital, people don't text you asking you, they directly visit you, they know what's happening with you, you don't have to do anything, because they're really close, and you know what, like, I can really know how you feel, because when I was in Surabaya, I had like a blast, even though you weren't there, and I hope one day both of us could go home together this time. Um, I was supposed to go home this summer, and then there was a virus. What's the difference between the education system there and here? I believe, well, let's point something out first of all. We went to a Canadian international school. So it wasn't a public Indonesian school. You know, we went to a very private school, which had education that was basically being brought from Canada. And I've always found it very, very funny that like I lived in Indo and I studied under the Canadian education system, but then I moved to America and then now I'm learning American education system. Like somehow it has to go full circle. Like I just needed to go full circle. Um, The I don't mean I don't really know how to answer this question. Um, I mean, in a way, it's quote unquote better, but then again, I'm not going to a private school. I only go to a public school because private schools are just not worth it. Okay, I'm being completely honest. Unless you're like in Singapore or in Indo, then it's definitely worth it but over here it's just you know rich kids flaunting money and I don't see the purpose of it so I can't really compare the two systems like systematically I can't compare it but there are times when I go to school and I just oh my god I wish that I still had the same math teacher that I did in Surabaya or oh my god, I wish that I could just, we could talk about that book that we talked about when we were in English in Surabaya. And I think it's just like little things like that, that I find to be the most different. Same for me. It's 
especially I actually still attend in private institutions. I'm still in a private school, but there's a lot of students, and I'm learning a UK-based school. Like I know, isn't it so weird that like when you're in one of the more smaller countries, you use the education system of a bigger country? Yeah, I use a UK one. I'm using Cambridge. Before, it was actually Singaporean. Then it changed into Cambridge, which really stressed the students out. Well, Cambridge is very demanding. I know, because I also took it. Yeah, Cambridge is hard, you know, but, but I wouldn't say I completely hate it because I kind of like the level up, you know, because you kind of am one step ahead from yeah everybody else. If you move to a school, you'll be the smartest kid there, basically. Yeah, that's definitely how I felt when I moved here. I mean, there are still, I'm now in high school. I am currently a sophomore, I'm in grade 10, but I am going to be a junior. And there are times when I had to kind of like beg to let them, to let them let me take higher classes, if that makes sense. Well, really? You actually demand? Yeah. Well, because they didn't think that, they didn't think that I could, do it like they didn't think that I was capable of taking such an advanced or rigorous class you know what just no need to finish high school go to college first then go to uni I mean I still want to be able to say I graduated high school Eh, I, I, I don't know how I feel about my high school because my school is pretty messed up. The system's pretty messed up. They are not following the modern, new, updated version of the system, which is really, really hard. Because Cambridge, as I know, they're like less demanding now and more understanding mm-hmm. for me. But they're mm-hmm. still using the old one, and it's really demanding on all of us. Especially, I feel terrible for the new students because some of them came from national schools. Yeah, they don't. Some of them are not like the best English speakers, but we all have English classes. Yeah, I feel like that's also a a difference. I don't say it's a big difference, but the terms national and international, it just rolls off our tongue, you know, every time we talk about schools. But over here, there is no such thing. Thing, wow. There's no such thing about nationals and international school. Like, you can go to all what, 12, 14, 18 years of school and not have to leave the country. Not For some people, you won't even have to leave Seattle. You can just go to kindergarten, elementary, middle, high school, and then you go to UW, and then you can get a degree and you're set. You don't have to leave this tiny little city. And with Indonesia, we basically educate ourselves. We basically fight for a spot in one of these universities in one of these universities that's out of our country you know yeah i mean most of us are ran there like the one who graduates are going to canada china and stuff like that and we're we're like taking international studies to just fight a place there i mean mm-hmm. I, don't, I haven't moved yet I don't know if I'll be able to go to my dream uni 
even though I really want to. That, okay, I feel like this is also like something that we had when we were in, you know, I feel like in private school, but also in Surabaya and in Indonesian schools. We all mattered about our grades, about the numbers. And it's not just us, it's like our whole family, you know? Yes, I agree. Oh, just getting rewards, just getting awards is the hardest thing. But I feel like it's so hard to determine, like, okay, like, going back to one of the questions you asked me before, like, what's the most different thing about Seattle and Indonesia? It's so hard because, okay, there's obviously the country, it's Indonesia and America, but there's also the culture of being Asian and non-Asian, like. People always think Asians are actually good in math, to be honest, that's not true, it's just our math classes just move faster like when I move faster we learn something first before others do yes and people always pay attention in math for Asians that's not true maybe I'm the you know what I might want to ask my parents to finish high school in outside the country hopefully oh because I, I think it'll be a better chance for me to go to uni if I actually get out first before I finish high school here. Well, if you want, you can come here and go to school with me. I don't mind. You, <laughs> you can live with, well, my dad will probably get so mad. He's just like, I have to take care of another child. Um, <laughs> but if you want, you know, like, like I said, I mean, okay, last Christmas... Before this whole virus thing, you know who came to see me? Oh, Gary. Gary. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. If you want this, okay, flights are probably going to be like terrible. But if you want, you can come here for Christmas. Dude, I'm, I don't, I don't, I haven't renewed my pass, passport yet. Thank God I haven't because of the virus, you know? Mm-hmm. I would be wasting time anyways. But I haven't been to abroad so far. Like, the furthest I've been to is Singapore, Hong Kong, Thailand. Girl, that's way better than me. You know where I've been? Uh, Target, Walmart, go back home. Literally, I think I just visit you once. Like, at least to Seattle so we could see UBC with our parents and stuff like that. Oh, I've been to UBC. No, I'm taking my, my dad. My dad was like, how is it possible that I moved you all the way to America for you to learn in the American education system just for you to go to university in Canada? I mean, Canada is more safer for immigrants. I'm just saying. <laughs> you should have seen a look on my dad's face. He was just like so mad. He's like, why? But no, yeah, I agree. Like, when we first moved here, the first place that we went for, not very, not really for vacation, but we have family there. So we went to Vancouver, and I just said to my dad, why, why do we move to America? Like, why didn't we just move to Vancouver? It's amazing. It's cold, too. <laughs> oh. It is, but you get used to, even if you don't get used to it, you have, like, all these coats and like blankets you'll be fine what's the biggest culture shock like what culture do you think like oh my gosh what is this when people don't take their shoes off at home when they 
I'm just kidding. It's, it triggers your Asian side. That's true. It triggers my Asian side so badly. Okay, the amount of times I have to hold myself back. Okay, so you know me, right? Like, I have, I'm very, I, I want to say assertive, but let's be real. Sometimes I can be very, very bossy. Like, I'm all about being respectful, being clean, being organized, and all these things, right? So there were so many times when people would do things and I'd just be like, God, I hate Americans. <laughs> I just say that to myself quietly in my heart, but my face says it all. You can ask every single one of my friends. They'll be like, Rachel's have the judgy face right now. Who's she judging? I think I'll be there with you during your judgy face doing it again, doing it with you. Yeah. See, that's why it's so hard to identify, you know, what is a culture shock and what is, like, a birthright shock, if that makes sense. Like, there are things that I just, I grew up, I was born into, like, I was born into a family with respect and discipline and manner, and then I meet people who don't have that same birthright. They don't you have know? the same, like, um... How do I say this? Norms with you. Yeah. They don't have that. And it took, to be honest, moving into the capital city, it was the same. Because I couldn't go to a mall with my nanny. Like, that was so normal for me as a child. But now I cannot go alone with my nanny anymore. Because, like, it's dangerous here. And that was, like, a real culture shock. Because the amount of kidnappings here is really scary, by the way. Um, mm mm-hmm. But do you, like, do you, like, were you able to, like, hang out freely there? I'm just asking. Because if yes, then I'll go there. <laughs> well, like, there, hopefully. In terms of, quote-unquote, culture shock, it's, <laughs> I mean, there's also the big difference of class, you know? Like, lower, middle, you rich class. And I, <laughs> I forgot that classes exist because you live in a class for so long like we grew up with drivers with nannies with maids you know with like butlers with workers and I came here and I wanted to go to the mall with my friends and then I realized wait I don't have a driver and I can't drive like it took me a minute to like realize that and then oh, I needed, I wanted to eat lunch. And I can't just, you know, yeah, like, I can't just do that anymore. I have to actually go and cook it. <laughs> I know, I know it sounds so stupid. And I feel like I, I never really realized that, oh my God, I sound like a brat. For like people who think Rachel sounds like a brat, just saying, a lot of us, like people who live in Indonesia, it's definitely normal to have nannies, drivers, and people who help. Oh, yeah. It's normal. Yeah. Don't think we're bossing around. We were just grown up like that. We were just like raised like that, not because we were spoiled, but because our parents were like career men and women. Sometimes they're busy. But they're yeah. parents who, who do have their own life, you know? So. Mm-hmm. The amount of danger if you're left alone at home, that's why you need a nanny at home too. So 
that is why we do have nannies and drivers to make sure we don't go ballistic and just drive a car by ourselves. But yeah, huh? it's, it's normal to actually, it's like easy to afford a nanny and butler here, but it's really hard to afford it abroad. Thank you everyone for listening to Just Issues. Don't forget to check it out on Spotify, iTunes, and Encore. And thank you, Rachel, for coming. Don't forget to check out her podcast, which is Food Come Up Podcast. And thank you again. I'll see you next Saturday. Bye, guys. <laughs>